And we're underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. A swing and a drive! He made a great catch! Strike three, tall! And it belted to deep left, away, back, gone to the home run porch. A swing and a drive to deep left, away, back, gone. Swing and a high drive, deep right center. There she goes, a game winner. This is Tom Hamilton. You're listening to the latest episode of Rolling with the Tribe. Here's your host, Peter Nab. And thank you, Amy, for that intro, as this is the latest edition of Rolling with the Tribe. Again, my name is Peter Nab. Thank you very much for joining me. This is the latest edition of Rolling with the Tribe. It is going to be a little bit of a tough episode because, uh, unfortunately, no wins to cover in this uh, most recent series with the Minnesota Twins, there is there are no wins to cover for the Tribe. But nonetheless, I am going to provide um, a breakdown of that series for you because it is a critical series in the division, and it's um, and it was a very important series. And I said I would provide a podcast on it, so I'm doing that for better or worse. Uh, Given the fact that, of course, the Indians were swept, but um, so I'll I'll break the I'll, I'll break those down one by one in just a moment. Before we get uh, going on breaking down the games, probably the most exciting uh, thing that happened in this three-game series with the Minnesota Twins happened after a routine out was made in the eighth inning of the first game of the series on Friday, September 11th. At the end of the top of the eighth inning on Friday, September the 11th, courtesy of the Cleveland Indians radio network. The beat goes on. Indians being shut out once again tonight. And now Lindor and Romo going at each other and being separated by the two teams' teammates. Something and everybody coming out of the Indians' bullpen. This went back to the last series in Cleveland. Romo loves to chirp. And the difference is Francisco Lindor is bilingual. And Romo being held back. And that's one of those cases where Romo is saying, please hold me back, guys, because he would last about 30 seconds with Frankie Lindor. But Romo likes to talk a lot. And he got into it with the Indians the last time, including Lindor. Then the Indians beat him up on the mound, that is, the last time. And words were exchanged again between Lindor and Romo. And Romo is being taken off the field and down into the dugout and into the tunnel. And Romo and Lindor barked at each other the whole time. And Lindor said, come on, if you've got something to say. And Lindor went toward him. And that's when, of course, Sano got in the way to make sure that Romo didn't get the tar beat out of him. So the Indians and the Twins 
have played seven and a half innings. And now it's interesting. The Twins players, Sano and a couple of others, going over to Lindor saying, you all right? No harm, no foul. But Lindor's not going to listen to this mouth of Romo game in and game out. Romo talks a great game when he gets you out, but he didn't have anything to say the last time when the Indians roughed him up. And now Romo's getting at it with some of his own teammates in the dugout. Twins may be getting tired of the act as well. 3-0 Minnesota, middle of the eighth. That was Tom Hamilton with the call, courtesy of the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. And that, like I said, that was the most, probably the most exciting part of the series for the Indians as the two teams got into it, uh, there on Friday night as the Indians would end up losing by a score of three to one. But I wanted to play that for you because these two teams might see each other again this year in the postseason. And of course, they are division rivals uh, regardless so i did want to play that for you again courtesy of the cleveland indians radio network wtam 1100 and 100.7 wmms and the cleveland clinic indians radio network tom hamilton with the call so i wanted to play that for you as um as that was an interesting dynamic of of the game on fr- on friday night september the 11th the indians uh were were coming off a series where the indians um, got got beat up pretty badly by the uh, by the Kansas City Royals. They lost the last three. Uh, the, um, they lost the last three games of the Kansas City Royals series. So they lost three out of four to the Kansas City Royals, and then went into Minnesota, and um, and it was a it was a very tight pitchers duel in Minnesota. That's for sure, as both pitchers pitched tremendously. For the Cleveland Indians, Shane Bieber won seven innings, gave up five hits and three runs, and he struck out eight batters. And uh, and uh, uh, and Karen finished it off for the Indians. Pitching wise for the um, for the Minnesota Twins, Kenta Maeda won seven innings. He gave up four hits and no runs. As the Indians' offense continues to be in. Consistently inconsistent is the best way to put it. As again, the Indians lose by a score of three to one, and that fight that I just played for you was probably by far the the most exciting part of of that game on Friday, September the eleventh, for the Cleveland Indians. Nonetheless, the Indians did get one heck of a starting pitching performance from Shane Bieber. Again, he went seven innings, gave up five hits and three runs on on the night, and uh, one uh, and his his big mis- his one mistake was a was a home run, and that was basically the difference as the Indians lost to the Minnesota Twins by a score of three to one. Let's hear. Let's hear from. Uh, let's hear what Sandy Alomar had to say after the Indians' three to one loss on Friday, September the eleventh. Here is acting manager Sandy Alomar Jr. You know, kept us off balance, kept the ball down. Guys cooling forward, trying to go the other way. I mean, I really don't know what to tell you anymore about Maeda. I mean, at least he does his job. He doesn't keep doesn't give to the hitter. If you're too aggressive, you're gonna swing at pitches down down in the zone. So. He just managed to handle our guys. He doesn't give in, doesn't throw fastballs in the count unless he's trying to surprise you for a double play. Like he did Reyes in one of the at-bats. That's the bottom line. 
What do you think of Shane tonight? Yeah, he still did. You know, he wasn't the Shane Beaver of all, but uh, he uh, he still managed to keep us in the game. Uh, at times, he got a little predictable with two strikes, too many breaking balls, but he still competes out there. And uh, he, uh, and, you know, ended up striking out eight guys, walked two guys, and kept us in the game. At, at the end of the day, he still did what he was supposed to do. If he would have scored some run, it would have looked great. Just uh, two sliders that he left were only big mistakes that he made or was on the uh, home runs? The home, yeah, the, the slider to box. I don't think the, 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 the catcher, Jeffrey, was a whole, I think it was a fastball. Okay. So, uh, on, on Boston was a slide. That was a mistake, you know, until then he was cruising along and doing his job and navigating to the lineup, even though he had to throw, you know, more pitches, but he's still, you know, he's a strong guy and he goes out there, he can navigate to seven innings, kept us in the game. What do you make of the whole Romo and Frankie situation that happened? <laughs> this, is a, this is a situation that has been brewing for a while. I mean, Romo likes to teach it. Our guys were dishing it back. So uh, the whole thing about this situation, Romo's been animated all his career and it's been in the National League. We don't know much about him, but that's who he is. And uh, if he's going to ditch it, when we ditch it back, you have to take it. And that's the bottom line. He's little, you know, little words there, but nothing to the end of it. You know, bull crap. So again, Shane Beaver, uh, he he gave up uh, his uh, his. Big mistakes was just uh, two two pitches really as he gave up two home runs as the Indians lost to the Minnesota Twins by a score of three to one. And what you heard uh, Sandy Elmar Jr. describing at the beginning of that was uh, how Kenta Maeda, the uh, the outstanding pitcher for the Minnesota Twins, kept uh, kept the Indians off balance and just uh, just continued to uh, uh, dominate the Indians throughout the throughout the entire game. Again, Kenta Maeda for the Minnesota Twins. He uh, he he dominated the Indians offensively as the Indians continued to really struggle offensively as as the Indians just cannot consistently produce anything offensively. Looking at what Kenta Maeda did to the Indians on Friday, September the 11th, what uh, Kenta Maeda did, well, he went seven innings, again, gave up four hits and no earned runs. As the Indians um, as the Indians in their last three games, meaning the last two games against the Kansas City Royals and the first game against the Minnesota Twins, scored a combined total of three runs in in the last three games for the Indians. So the offense certainly uh, has, has struggled for the Indians. Let's, let's hear a quick, uh, I want to play for you some sound that I have from the Minnesota twins locker room as uh, Kenta Maeda spoke to, um, spoke to the press via a translator uh, regarding his outing. It is my third time facing the Cleveland Indians uh, this season, and I think it becomes a battle of you know reading the pitch sequence, and you know they a uh, couple couple of the guys did get hits off of me uh, with the successful reading, but the plan is kept the same, uh, just executing the plan to get guys out, and I think I was successful uh, with that tonight. Again, that was uh, Kenta Maeda via the Twins uh, team translator. Uh, talking a little bit after the 
after he pitched a gem against the Indians as the Indians lost to the Minnesota Twins. Excuse me, as the Indians lost to the Minnesota Twins on Friday, September the 11th, by a final score of three to one. Um, let's let's hear let's hear what Shane Bieber has to say about his performance against the Minnesota Twins as he pitched a heck of a performance in his own right again as um, as for, for for the Indians Shane Bieber won seven innings gave up five hits uh, but m- made two mistakes really two two home runs and um, that was the difference as he. Gave up five hits, two of which were home runs. So he gave up three runs on five hits in seven innings. Here is what Shane Bieber had to say. Following the 3-1 to loss in which he pitched very well, but gave up two home runs and, you know, just made two two mistake pitches, and, and that was the difference. Here was Shane Bieber talking to the media after the 3-1 to loss to the Minnesota Twins on Friday, September the 11th. How do you get ready to go when you get so close to first pitch and they push it back and have to deal with that type of weather tonight? Um, something I haven't had to do in a couple of years, actually since my, uh, my rookie year, but uh, I feel like it's something you learn over, over the course of time. It, it happens to every starting pitcher, um, you know, probably multiple times throughout their career. And, uh, for me today, I kind of just stayed in the weight room, uh, kept foam rolling, tried to stay mentally locked in. You kind of don't let yourself succumb to thinking that the game's going to get canceled. You got to stay ready, um, thinking about the game plan, what you're going to do at hitters and, and this and that. So you got to stay mentally locked in as, as well as physically. What locked in for you after the, the home run to Buxton in the second inning? Seemed like you get hit another gear after that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I felt good all night. It really came down to I made two mistakes, and they were big, and they took advantage of them. So um, they were on one of my better pitches. It wasn't too great tonight, but they're both on sliders, hanging sliders, kind of just spinning right back into the barrels and into the zone. Um, and while it's really, really frustrating, you got to uh, take it for what it's worth, move on, and, and get better from it. So I just got to execute a couple more pitches a little bit better. As a team, and I, I know you're a pitcher, but you guys are all of a team. When you just see the offense going through a struggle like they are right now, is, is there any words or anything that you feel like you guys can do to kind of help get them going? Um, I, I feel like everybody knows what they need to do to get going. That's that's the thing. Um, we're all professionals here and some of the best in the league. So um, I, I know what we can do as a team. Um uh, you know, all together, but especially offensively, I've been on the wrong end of it many times. And uh, it's just a matter of getting in the right spot and, um, you know, making the playoffs and, and hitting the ground running going into the playoffs. So I know we're a dangerous lineup. It's just about getting uh, everything going in the right way. Right. Uh, there will be a time, you know, after the season's over to, to sort of sit back and reflect on the, the historical aspect of your strikeout pace this year. But, uh, you know, when, when you sit here and see, Max Scherzer, Garrett Cole, uh, you know, those names for the last couple of years that you've, you've been able to, to be ahead of that pace and you, you hit 100 strikeouts faster than any pitcher in Major League history. Is that something that, that sort of registers for you? Uh, that's, yeah, I'm, it's a special accomplishment. That's one of the, that's 
the second time I heard it, I heard it right before I got in here. So I actually wasn't aware um, until a couple minutes ago. But uh, it's it's great to be mentioned in the same sentence as a lot of those guys. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think I'll reflect a little bit more on it later uh, once this year is over and done with. Because right now, um, kind of just reflecting as a team on, on the loss and uh, you know how we can move forward. Is there ever any hope when a team is struggling and something – even just as small as, as what happened with Frankie and, and Romo, is there ever any hope that that could act as some sort of a spark or just something that can be used going forward? No doubt. There's plenty of things throughout the game of baseball, throughout a nine inning game of baseball that can uh, spark a team, spark a lineup, spark a, uh, some momentum. Um, and it doesn't have to be a play on the field. It could be, it could be anything. It could be uh, guys getting each other fired up in the dugout. There's so many different ways. Um, and, and we, you know, almost got it together there in the ninth. We hit a lot of balls hard and um, <clears throat> kind of made a made a run at it there at the end. But we just fell short a little bit. But yeah, there, like you to your point, there's plenty of things um, that we can use to our advantage, and we'll see how we do it tomorrow. And that was Shane Bieber talking to the media again after the Indians uh, lost by a score of three to one to the Minnesota Twins. But Shane Bieber pitched very well as he went seven innings. Just had two pitches that were mistakes for home runs, and that was really the difference as the Indians lost by a score of three to one. I I neglected to mention before I played that audio that there was a very interesting and uh, historic stat uh, that that Shane Beaver achieved in that game on Friday, September eleventh. Shane Beaver became the the fastest. Uh, the pitcher to get to a hundred strikeouts, the fastest in major league history. And, and so Shane Beaver got to 100 strikeouts in just 62 and a third innings this season. Um, so, so again, he becomes the, the fastest pitcher to reach a hundred strikeouts in a season in major league baseball history. Again, Shane Beaver, uh, Shane Beaver has struck out a hundred batters in sixty-two and a third innings, and that is the quickest that has ever been done in Major League Baseball history. Again, Shane Beaver setting the record with striking out a hundred batters in sixty-two and a third innings, which is which is the fastest that anybody has ever done that in Major League Baseball history. The fastest anyone has reached 100 strikeouts in a single season in Major League Baseball history. So just that that is uh, something worth noting uh, that they mentioned in the press conference. I'm sorry I didn't mention it before I played the press conference, but that is definitely worth mentioning. So again, the Twins defeat the Indians by a score of 3-1 to one on Friday, September the 11th. Let's hear from Twins manager Rocco Baldelli on the... Twins three to one win over the Indians. It was obviously uh, a, a pretty big and, and uh, you know fun matchup to, to watch, even on our end. Um, we knew runs would probably be uh, at a premium the way these guys go about their business. Um, Kent is Kent went out there and, and 
he was fantastic uh, again. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty going into the game weather-wise. We didn't have a lot of information for a, an extended period of time for Kenta as he was trying to prepare. So he was kind of uh, it was kind of up in the air for a little bit. Um, but he was able to stay locked in and, and just remain uh, focused on on what he could do and when he could do it. Uh, and he went out there, and it was pretty. It was it was tough going as far as uh, the, the weather. I mean, it was it was cool and uh, misting and raining at times. And, and truthfully, when we thought it would be clear, it was raining. And when we thought it was raining, it was clear. It was very odd. Um, but in a, in a night where, uh, again, we knew, we knew we were facing maybe one of the best pitchers, uh, you know, in the world. Um, we sent, uh, one of the best pitchers out there to face him and our guy, uh, uh, you know, won the won the battle and and basically outpitched uh, no matter who he was facing kenta was going to outpitch him tonight again that was twins manager rocco baudelli as he was talking to the media after defeating the indians by a score of three to one now let's move on to the indians next game as the indians would have a better offensive output as as i mentioned the three previous games uh Meaning the the last two in the last two versus Kansas City and the first one against Minnesota, the Indians scored a combined three runs. Well, on Saturday, August twelfth, the Indians would score four runs on six hits, but they would lose to Minnesota by a score of eight to four, as the Indians pitching looked human for once, as the Indians would lose by a score of eight to four. Let's uh, let's take a look at uh, at how that came about. Marwin Gonzalez hit a two run homer to put the um, to put the Twins up two to nothing, and then and then the the, tw- the Twins hit another uh, and and then the Twins hit another home run uh, uh, another home run to make it three to nothing. Um, and then Jose Ramirez got the Indians on the board in the top of the fourth inning with a homer. Uh, Oscar Mercado uh, had a sacrifice fly, which gave the Indians their second run and made it three to two. But then Byron Buxton responded and made it five to two on a home run. And Jordan Luplo tripled as as Jordan Luplo tripled in a run to make it uh, to make it five to three, so nice triple by Jordan Luplo, and then um, and then the final the final run for the Indians came on a pass ball where Jose Ramirez came in to score, but looked very awkward doing it as he kind of face planted onto home plate as he dove into home plate. That was kind of. That was kind of awkward, but that but that made the score five to four at the time in favor of Minnesota. Eddie Rosario hit a home run off of Nick Whitgren to give Minnesota uh, to give Minnesota a seven to four lead, and then Miguel Sano hit a home run as well um, to to give uh, Minnesota their final and ultimate lead of eight to four. So again, the Indians. Lose by a score of eight to four. The pitching line for the Indians, again, the Indians pitching looked human for once, which 
which is going to happen, uh, you know, every once in a while. Zach Plesak, Zach Plesak won seven innings, gave up six hits and five runs. And then Nick Wickgren came in and gave up two hits and three runs. That was the damage. Again, the Indians scored four runs, which was by far the most they'd scored in the past few games. But it wasn't enough as they lost to the Minnesota Twins by a score of 8-4. to four. Let's hear from acting manager Sandy Alomar Jr. about the 8-4 to four loss on Saturday, September 12th. Sack tonight. Well, other than the few mistakes in the homers, uh, he, he threw 86 pitches and kept us in the game. Uh, we made it a one-round game. He could have folded right there after the second home run, but he didn't. Uh, the one, the home run that really kind of like stood me, uh, kind of got me a little bit was the first pitch fastball to Boxing because he's a first pitch fastball hitter, and I was kind of surprised to win a uh, fastball right there. But other than that, uh, he wasn't keeping the ball down at first, but then he managed to to figure it out and, uh, you know, was able to go seven innings, save the bullpen right there. What did you think of Wickren tonight? Uh, Wickren uh, started fine. I mean, everything was good. Uh, the guys that are giving problems in the past is uh, Rosario. He had a home run prior to uh, today's home run. But uh, I was kind of surprised that he was didn't give nothing, getting off or nothing to to uh, Cruz there. I thought he was going to make an effort to to go after Cruz, but uh, he didn't. And then Rosario had a homer. Uh, but he's... Uh, He's our, you know, he's our setup guy in the game. We had a one-run game, and uh, we wanted to use it in that situation. He's done a good job. Sandy, what have you thought of the way that Jose's been swinging the bat over the last two nights after coming back from that thumb? Yeah, he's swinging the bat much better. I mean, today we made some strikes. I'm not saying that we folded. We fought at least. We went deep in counts, uh, foul balls off. Their pitches made borderline calls, uh, straight three, like one in Santana. I thought that pitch was away, but they gave it with the man on third base. And one out, they gave it to the pitcher, but uh, scored four runs. I mean, it's a step in the right directions. We have to, uh, you know, continue pushing, continue pushing. Uh, I mean, we are very fortunate we are where we are right now. Uh, but uh, I think that uh, hopefully tonight is a step in the right direction, scoring runs. Sandy, did Jose hurt himself uh, coming home on the uh, on no, the wild pitch when he scored? He, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't hurt himself. He uh, he dove, but uh, his face hit the ground a little bit. He just scraped uh, himself a little bit, but he's fine. Thank you for asking. I think that uh, he was going to go standing up, and then the last man made the decision to dive, and it was kind of too late. His face kind of whiplash into the ground. Again, that was Indians acting manager Sandy Almar Jr. talking about talking about the Indians' eight to four loss on Saturday. September 12th, as the Indians took on the Minnesota Twins and lost to them by a score of 8-4 to four on Saturday, September 12th. So, um, so again, a better offensive output for the Indians con- uh, considering what, th- what they have gotten recently, but it was still a tough a tough game for the Indians as, uh, as again, the pitching for the Indians was human for once as Zach Pisak won seven innings, but he gave up five earned runs on six hits. He struck out five. Um, so again, the Indians pitching was human for once 
And um, unfortunately, unfortunately, with the Indians' offense right now, the Indians cannot afford to have a pitcher pitch like a human being. And sometimes even when their pitchers pitch like a robot, that's not good enough to get a win. So let's hear from Zach Plesak after the Indians' 8-4 to loss, uh, again, in which Zach Plesak won seven innings and gave up um, and gave up six hits and five earned runs. Let's hear from Zach Plesak. Did you notice any difference in how the Twins hitters were generally attacking you or adjusting to you tonight, or, or was it more just some command issues in different spots? Uh, I think just early in the game, I wasn't sharp with my command, and you know I made a couple mistakes, and I paid for it. I felt like. As the game went on, I felt like I found more rhythm and um, was executing better. My slider was better, more efficient. Um, you know, I think I got away with a couple mistakes early, and then um, you know, they made some adjustments and capitalized on on a couple other ones. So, yeah. After the homers, what were trying to do or, or thinking just to kind of rebound as as quickly as possible and kind of hold them there. Yes, yeah, just getting back into the next at bat, you know, and, and executing a good pitch, um, getting strike one. Um, yeah, I was just really making a better pitch next hitter. I think just those balls that got hit just caught too much plate um, when they were in advantage counts. So I got to do a better job at executing those pitches down and make sure I don't leave it up and over the plate when, when they're looking for it. Zach, I guess with, with just kind of the way things have, have gone here, Frankie said it yesterday, every team – goes through some struggles. It's just part of baseball. What's your belief, you know, and the guys around you that it makes you think, know that this can turn right around for you guys? Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I think is what's going to happen is we're just going to hit a spark. You know, we we know how close it feels, you know, we had, it's like that feeling when you know, it's there, you know, it's almost just wait on for it to explode. You know, I think we're, we're about to turn this thing around. Um, guys are still locked in. We're still still hungry, still trying to get some get some momentum, really, you know, catch momentum going into this this last game and into our next series. Um, it's going to be important for us to do that for we want to make a playoff run. Jack, are you, are you concerned about making the playoffs? You guys have lost five straight. I mean, the pitching has, has been good, but the runs – you know, really, I mean, the offense has struggled. Is do you think do you feel any diff uh, a different shift with the club at all? No, no. I think you know we're just going to continue to take each each day and each game. You know, we can't look ahead to the to the playoffs. We can't you know look ahead to even next series. We got to get this this win tomorrow and then go from there. So really, just taking it a day at a time. You know, and enjoying every every last day we get to spend with each other. You know, the season's coming to the back end, and we're trying to make a run together. And, and, you know, we're definitely pushing. How dangerous is this Twins team? I mean, I think you'd only allowed maybe four home runs before you got uh, tonight. Yeah, I mean, they're just not going to miss a mistake. You know, it's, they've been so so good at that. Um, and, you know, it's it's tough when, when you get behind the count and then you make a mistake because then guys are, the, you know, seeing the ball for, you know, for – seen it better, you know, when they're an advantage count and, you know, it's a mistake pitch. So it's really just coming down to executing good pitches. And when you do that, most of the time you'll get guys out. So, um, you know, I don't think 
they're a, a team that we need to freak out about. I think if we just do our part, we'll be all right. Zach, you kind of alluded to it. Was it the, the slider that you felt or just collectively everything when you started to find that command tonight and get into a rhythm? Yeah, it, the slider definitely tightened up uh, as the game went on. Um, command as well. Just pitches were were better. The misses were better. You know, I think um, my misses were more over the plate as the game carried on. I felt my tempo just picked up and I felt, you know, just better rhythm, which just helped. So, you know, just keeping that confidence and executing good pitches is just important. And that was Zach Blesak talking about how good the um, how good the Minnesota Twins team is especially when it comes to the long ball. And they they certainly, the Minnesota Twins are certainly a powerhouse offensive team. Uh, that certainly cannot be denied as uh, they they set a major league record for, uh, for home runs last season. And they certainly uh, seem to have picked up right where they left off last year as, um, as the Indians offense, on the other hand, continues to struggle as they scored four runs on Saturday, uh, on Saturday, September 12th. But, uh, but that wasn't enough, uh, because the Indians pitching, uh, because Indians pitching was human, on on Saturday, September 12th. And as a result, the Indians offense wasn't able to, uh, provide enough support to get the win as the Indians lose by a score of eight to four. Let's hear a little bit of what Twins manager Rocco Baldelli had to say about the eight to four win on September twelfth. I mean, our guys definitely uh, took some great swings tonight. Um, got in, got in some counts, and were able to look for some pitches that I think we were uh, ready for. But really, you know, going out there and just connecting. Um, putting those types of impactful swings that we know our guys can can do uh you know they went out there and did it tonight we know we all know you can never have too many and our guys stayed focused and locked in and again uh had a had a very good very good offensive uh, uh output tonight it was fun to watch and being able to watch him work through it today get through the fourth inning go back out there in the fifth inning get the job done i think it was a it was just a it was a fine effort overall it's good um I think there are a lot of things that we can point to. When, when he needed to make pitches uh, tonight, he found ways to, to do it, and he did it several times. Uh, he also got some, some strikeouts uh, when he needed them as well. So uh, I think he did a, a very nice job, and, and the way he closed out the outing again is, is a very good sign. That was Twins manager Rocco Baldelli as he uh, spoke to the media after the Twins defeated the Indians by a score of 8-4. to four. On Saturday, September twelfth, we we now move to the final game of the series on Sunday, September thirteenth, as as the Indians uh, looked to try to salvage um, to try to try to salvage a game, uh, but unfortunately for the Indians, they they were unable to do so as the Indians had their best offensive output in the past several days, but they still. Lost by a final score of seven to five. On on the mound for the tribe, Tristan McKenzie started for the tribe as Tristan McKenzie only went four and a third innings as he gave up uh, uh, five runs on on three hits. So uh, I mean, he struck out seven in those four, in those four and a third innings, but he 
but he gave up five runs on three hits. So not a very sharp outing for Tristan McKenzie, which is going to happen sometimes with a very young pitcher. Uh, so again, uh, the Indians lose by a score of seven to five to the Minnesota Twins on Sunday, September 13th. As Tristan McKenzie goes four and a third innings, goes four and one third innings, gives up, uh, five runs on three hits, uh, uh to the Minnesota Twins as, as the, uh, as the Minnesota Twins defeat the Indians by a score of seven to five. Offensively, for, uh, offensively for the Indians, um, look at, Looking at what the Indians were able to do offensively, Let's see for the Indians, Carlos Santana uh, singled on a fly ball uh, to, uh, to, to left field. Uh, there was an error by Eddie Rosario, and that allowed a run to score. Uh, Carlos Santana got another RBI as he as he singled to uh, to right fielder Max Kepler to to score another run and a sack fly by Fermil Reyes. And uh, and then for the for the Indians another sack fly by by Francisco Lindor and Sandy Leon uh, got an RBI single as well. So those were the Indians five runs. But again, uh, the Achille- the Achilles heel for the Indians against the Twins, as usual, was the home was the home run ball. The Minnesota Twins hit not one, not two, not three, but four. Home runs against the Indians on Sunday, September thirteenth. As again, they defeat the Indians by a score of seven to five. Let's hear what Indians acting manager Sandy Almarginio had to say after the seven to five loss to the Minnesota Twins and the series sweep at the hands of the Minnesota Twins, and the Indians uh, having lost their sixth in a row. Is, the bottom line is ex- execution and Tristan today. He was falling behind the count, uh, and uh, a couple of times he was he had a runner that could run a little bit, and he tried to be too quick to the plate. He was not executing his pitch. Offensively, how did you like the guys' approach early in the game and able to get a lead against them? I like it. You know, we are we have a much better approach with two strikes too, and uh, we're stringing hit, but it's almost like. Uh, uh, in boxing, like jabbing, jabbing, and then they come in and hit some right hands. So I, it's kind of frustrating because we we uh, we start doing much better offensively, but now it's like getting to the point that uh, we have to do both right in order to win games. And that's happening. You know, we we uh, you know we, we kind of felt that we we didn't go through any skit like this during the season, and and here it is right now. So it's kind of frustrating, but our offense is slowly getting better. That was Indians acting manager Sandy Almar Jr. after the 7-5 loss to the Minnesota Twins. Uh, again, let's and now let's hear from Tristan McKenzie. As again, Tristan McKenzie went four and a third innings. Uh, as uh, uh, Tristan McKenzie didn't have a very good start, didn't have a very good start, which is going to happen to young starting pitchers occasionally. Tristan McKenzie went four and a third innings, gave up. F- uh, three hits and five earned runs, struck out seven Minnesota Twins. But again, he went four and a third innings, gave up five runs on three hits to the Minnesota Twins. Well, let's hear from the, the 
the young starting pitcher, Tristan McKenzie. Tristan, it seems like you came out in a, a pretty good rhythm. Just what, what was your take on how things got rolling for you today? Uh, I mean, kind of rolling out there and kind of trying to find that rhythm with Sandy. Uh, whatever he puts down, kind of just going with it and playing against their, playing against their weaknesses and letting the defense work behind me. Obviously, this team seems to sit on the secondary stuff, just uh, on the home runs. I know the uh, first one to Gonzalez, were they all sliders or what were the pitches that ended up getting knocked out? Uh, the first one was a fastball away. Uh, it was kind of, I think, I think that, that one was 100% on me. Uh, it's kind of a get me over, and he, he just he made use of my mistake there. Uh, same thing with Cruz. Uh, first pitch sliders, kind of like over the middle of the plate, uh, just kind of. I'm making mistakes and those aren't that, that whole team isn't, isn't guys you can, you can mess around with. Kristen, during a, a stretch like this as a team, can, can an off day sort of be just nice for like a mental break, maybe just to reset after going through like a week like this? Uh, definitely. I mean, I mean, losing, losing six, was it six in a row is, is definitely no fun, but I feel like we're in a good spot mentally. And I think the off day will kind of help us kind of reset and, and get back going and especially going into the series in, in Chicago. And that was Tristan McKenzie as again, the young starting pitcher for the Indians went four and a third innings as he gave up five runs on three hits in the Indians' seven to five loss to the Minnesota Twins on Sunday, September 13th. So the Minnesota Twins swept the series from the Indians, which was a critical series for both teams um, in the in both the division and playoff race. Let's hear from Twins manager Rocco Baldelli talking about his team's sweep, and his team's offensive performance. I liked everything that I saw over the series. I mean, the, the Indians are really, uh, they're, they're a really good Major League Baseball team. Um, you know, they threw some tremendous uh, pitching at us. Um, we were able to, uh, you know, go out there and just and do our thing. We, we played our game. We pitched well. We had good at-bats against the, the said, uh, you know, arms that they throw out there. It's hard to miss those arms. Um, and, and we went out there and, and were able to perform against them. It was, uh, it, honestly, it was, it was a very, very good series all the way around. Uh, you could point to almost every guy on our roster at some point doing something huge to, to get us where we are. But you, you win a series by, by winning individual games, and, and we continue to lock in and get it done when we needed to. That was Twins manager Rocco Baldelli as the Twins swept the Indians uh, on Friday, September the 11th through Sunday the 13th. As it was a critical series, as I mentioned, for both teams. As we're, believe it or not, we have a little less than two weeks left in the season now. As the Indians, um, as the Indians uh, are are swept by the Minnesota Twins and have now lost six in a row um, in a time in the season where you really can't afford to win, uh, really can't afford to lose six in a row. But here is what the standings look like after the um, after the Indians series with Minnesota and heading into the series to the quick two game series with the Chicago Cubs. Uh, beginning on Tuesday night, here are what the standings currently look like. The Chicago White Sox lead the American League Central Division as they lead the division uh, over over the Minnesota Twins by two games. The Indians are now five games back of the 
Chicago, uh, Chicago White Sox with a record of 26 and 21 on the season. Taking a look at the overall postseason picture, the Indians currently hold the eighth and final wild card spot in the American League. Looking ahead a little bit, uh, the the Indi- the Indians the Indians only have the the Indians remaining schedule is two against the Chicago Cubs, four against the Detroit Tigers, four against the Chicago White Sox, and three against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Those four games against the Chicago White Sox uh, next Monday through Thursday are going to be huge if the Indians want a chance to win this division. They're going to have to do that in that four-game series against the Chicago White Sox. So the Indians could theoretically still win the division, but right now they just need to keep winning ball games to ensure they have a playoff spot because right now they are in the eighth playoff spot, and if they don't start winning again soon, they will be in, in jeopardy of missing the playoffs despite that the playoffs are expanded, as again, the Indians have lost six in a row. I will have a podcast uh, posted for you uh, almost immediately following the the Indians series against the uh, Chicago Cubs as um, as that is going to be our next podcast as I will have a uh, I will have another podcast for you immediately for, uh, just a, a couple hours after the Chicago Cubs series ends so look for that episode to come out on Thursday morning as the Indians go as the Indians uh, take on the Chicago Cubs in just a quick two game series against the Chicago Cubs before uh, going to Detroit to take on the Detroit Tigers in a four game series so the Indians again the Indians are currently in the 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 Indians are currently in the eighth and final playoff spot in the American League and the Indians have lost six in a row at this point, and they now have a record of 26 and 21 on the season. So that that's about all the time we have on this episode. Again, thank you very much for listening. As uh, my name is Peter Nav here on Rolling with the Tribe, we are going to um, we're, uh, we're going to have an episode up on the on the Indians and Cubs series immediately following that series. So check back on Thursday morning for that. And I'm glad you could join me for this edition of Rolling with the Tribe. Again, the Indians have lost six in a row and are looking to uh, get back on the winning track against the Chicago Cubs beginning on Tuesday night with an 8-15 first pitch on Tuesday night. Again, thank you to the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Thank you to Curtis Danberg, the Senior Director of Communications. Thank you to everyone who makes this possible. Thank you, most importantly, to Bart Swain, who who gives us all the audio on the road. Again, my name is Peter Nab, uh, signing off for this edition of Rolling with the Tribe. I'll talk to you on Thursday with our next edition of Rolling with the Tribe.